Welcome to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. We're glad you're here. This podcast is for parents, community partners, and anyone interested in learning more about education, child development, and other topics related to Rockingham County Public Schools, Virginia. I am your host, Katie Lapira, Coordinator of Community Engagement, along with school social worker Donna Delisle. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Episode 1. I'm Katie Lapira, and today I'm here with some of RCPS's school social workers, including Ashley Link, Alexis Stovall, and Donna Delisle. They are some of our school social workers. Uh, they are just going to do a little bit of an overview about what the social workers do, um, who they partner with, and they're going to offer some tips for parents, how to prepare your child for school at any age, whether it's elementary, middle, high school, or beyond. Uh, Donna, let's get started with you. Sure. Uh, just real quick, social workers, and I'll let everyone here chime in, but uh, our job really is to bridge the school and home life and to try to provide any sort of services or support that would help families and children to be able to be successful in school. I would say yes, and we kind of liaise between the school, the family, and community agencies and community partners in order to make sure that children's academic success is maximized their ability to participate fully in their education um, academically and socially, emotionally uh, while they're at school and that they're supported at home in that. Great. And, and who are some of those community partners that you have locally here that, um, that we work with? Some of the more well-known ones are the Community Services Board or the McNulty Center, the Department of Social Services, our um, food banks, um, just a variety you guys can I would say lo- a lot of local churches, mm-hmm. also the Refugee Resettlement Program. Uh, we've utilized uh, assistance for families from programs like New Bridges um, and just a variety of, of wh- whatever community resources are available to our families. Uh, we try to partner with them and work with them so that they can work effectively with the family and understand their needs. That's great. It's wonderful to have so many people coming together for the the betterment of the children. All right. So, Donna, did you want to start with, uh, you know, tips of how to prepare your child for elementary school? There are five areas uh, that we sort of look at when we're thinking of elementary school children. And I'm talking about pre-K through fifth grade. These are sort of the uh, years of foundation building. We're building the foundation for learning. And... How parents can do that, there are many different ways. Uh, Any activity that a parent does with their child, there are opportunities to touch on these five different areas of development. All of these skills sort of overlap. So strong communication skills will help with peer interaction. Good motor skills will help with active skills. And the calmer a home environment can be is more conducive. It helps to contribute to a child being able to master these skills. So the five skills are communication skills that involves your child's ability to express themselves as as well as understanding what is being spoken to them. Motor skills, which includes our gross motor, which are the big muscles, running, jumping, as well as fine motor. Those would be smaller muscles in our fingers for using for writing, for instance. Cognitive skills is our ability to, to think, to problem solve. It's also those basic math, reading, writing skills for elementary school. 
social and emotional skills, how we manage our emotions with others, our emotional regulation, and finally, adaptive skills or our self-help skills. So those are the skills that age-appropriate skills uh, that a child needs to be completing in terms of their self-care, dressing, brushing their teeth, putting their shoes on, things like that. So those are the five. All right. Well, thank you, Donna. And so as we are um, going out of elementary school and moving into middle school, Ashley, can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the things for us to keep in mind as uh, parents or guardians of uh, children who are going through middle school? Yes, I feel like middle school is such a unique set of years as students are starting to find their way. They're deciding what they're interested in, what sports or clubs they want to be part of, and they're learning how to navigate peer interactions. My favorite part about middle schoolers is that they often have a narrow focus, um, so they have difficulty seeing beyond the moment and thinking about how their current actions may impact them even a month or longer from now. And so a lot of times we're even talking about building those skill sets from elementary school through middle school. So that way, when we have kids who want to go to the technical center, what the grades they receive in middle school do impact them as they get to high school. So continuing to build on that. But just some tips and what we're seeing in the middle school for parents to be aware of. Certainly social media use um, is a hot button when for families and for students. And I would just encourage parents to be mindful of what their child is doing online, who they're communicating with. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions or monitor your child's activity. Reminding yourself as a parent that having an electronic device and social media for your child is a privilege and not a right. So feel empowered to regulate or set limits on their usage and even putting their devices in a central location at night or turning off Wi-Fi at a specific time. And even though your child won't say it, they do want you to be involved in their lives and what's going on um, around them. So just continue open dialogue. And that kind of leads into peer interactions and in that these can be really challenging for students in the middle school as they're learning how to navigate healthy boundaries with their peers. And they're feeling a lot of pressure to fit in, um, especially as they have multiple elementary schools kind of coming together. They're learning who they are and, and what their beliefs are and who they want to hang out with. So helping them to learn ways of saying no when they aren't comfortable with a request of a peer um, can be really powerful for them. And then finally, I would just say critical thinking skills. This age group is wanting to learn more independence and have freedom to make decisions, um, but they don't always have the skill set to make healthy and appropriate decisions independently. So you can help your child foster these skills by allowing them to start making decisions. Um, you can give them two options that you're comfortable with that they would make decision-wise and kind of build upon that and continue to help them process through decisions as they arise, whether they're school, peer, health, or extracurricular related. We acknowledge that middle school's years can be awkward, and this is completely normal for our students. You may look at your child one day and think, who are you? Uh, but I would encourage you to be involved with your child's education, to keep in touch with their teachers, to engage in conference days, ask questions. The school staff want your support. Remember that you know your child best and continue to advocate for your child's needs until they're able to do so effectively. All right. Well, thank you, Ashley. That is definitely some helpful information. I have even made it, made some notes for my own self as I um, navigate the middle school years with my own children. 
All right, Alexis, if after middle school, we're moving into high school, which can be an intimidating time for some parents, uh, but can you offer some words of advice uh, from your perspective as a social worker working with high school students? So uh, as far as high school goes, I think that piggybacking on uh, middle school, one of the important things that we would like children to be prepared for is uh, expectations around phone and social media use. You know, talking with your child about things they need to know about their use of social media, different consequences that can come with misuse of social media, things that uh, can happen and how it can impact them at school, uh, socially, um, as well as uh, even de- depending on their social media use while they're at school, even uh, discipline wise, if they're misusing social media while at school, uh, understanding the limits around when they're allowed to use their phone and in what manner while they're at school. These are all really important things uh, to talk with your child about as they prepare to enter high school. Different things are expected of them. Uh, They're expected to perform at a higher level as they progress in school and uh, phones can be a real distraction. And they're a really big way uh, where using phones when you're not supposed to can get you in trouble at school. And we just, we don't want to see that understanding uh, when they're allowed to use them and when they're not is important. Uh, Secondly, uh, we talk about how to send a professional email to an adult. I think that this is something that children these days, or children, I should say, adolescents these days, are so used to text messaging or direct messaging, DMing on social media with their phones, that proper professional Uh, communications, how you communicate with adults through email is not something that they always come to school prepared to do. And for example, I often sometimes get emails uh, with a one word response, bet. Okay, well, that's not how we communicate with an adult. So I just want to sit those kids down and have a talk with them about how to write an email with a teacher or a staff member at school. Uh, I know that teachers are getting emails like that also. No punctuation, no capitalization, one word response. And uh, I think that learning that for future uh, college applications, for future communications with teachers, with employers, uh, with all different uh, types of people, it's really important because email is a big part of our lives now. Also, uh, getting familiar with graduation requirements, talking with the school counselor about your graduation goals. These are really important things. You might not know everything when you're coming in as a ninth grader fresh out of middle school as far as what you want to do, what high school diploma you're, you're aiming for. But hopefully you have some idea if you're very academically driven and want an advanced diploma, if you're happy with a standard diploma which can still get you in a lot of great places in life uh, and that you want to focus on other things. Maybe you have a part-time job. Maybe you want to pursue uh, something at MTC. Maybe you are volunteering or participating a lot in the community um, in other activities. Maybe you're very into sports and that's your life. Uh, So understanding how to balance those things, understanding, uh, kind of what you need in order to graduate from high school, being able to take classes that are appropriate for you and your goals. And then finally, strategizing different ways that your child can be involved, whether it's clubs, sports, volunteering, 
talking with them about if they want to take leadership role in the future in a club or sport or anywhere else, you know, they need to start participating early on if they want a leadership role. You know, sometimes kids all of a sudden realize junior or senior year that they want to build that resume because they want to apply to college or because they think it would look good for a future employer. And they've never participated in a club before. And all of a sudden they're uh, trying to apply to be the president of a club they've never participated in. And it's not always realistic, you know, figuring out how to get involved early on. And this also you know, it can build both uh, skills for your college resume, for your future career, but also it's really important socially, how to make those social connections, how to make friends, how to interact uh, on a, a different level with teachers who are now maybe the club sponsor or your supervisor, uh, if you're volunteering in the community or your captain or coach of your sports teams. These are all skills that you're going to use as they move on in life. So I think that that's, those are really important things that we want to drive home that can help prepare your student for high school, um, understanding how they can maximize their high school experience so that they can enjoy it socially and have fun, but also help reach their goals for after high school. Well, thank you so much to all three of you. And I know we've covered a lot here. And I was just wondering if anybody else has anything that they would like to add or have a conversation about things that they may have heard of. Yeah. uh, In terms of elementary school, I just want to remind parents that don't underestimate the influence that you have on your children. And what I mean by that is kids are watching and they want to learn and they're going to want to learn from you. So It's not about being a perfect parent. It's about how you as an adult manage your emotions or do your own problem solving in your life. And that is one of the most effective and um, long lasting ways that a child can learn. I think too, from a secondary perspective is that in those teenage years, you know, hormones are changing Um, And a lot of times we see with kids the emergence of a mental health condition or symptoms related to them. They are common. They are normal. We want parents to know that if your child is experiencing symptoms of anxiety or depression um, or something of that nature to reach out. If you don't feel comfortable having the conversations with them, let your school counselor know, let someone know, you know, that you trust that we can help you navigate even community resources or supports that we have at school. We have some different mental health resources in our secondary levels for that very reason. So there are people available wanting to help um, collaborate and support you in that journey. Just to add to that, I would say that sometimes as a parent, uh, it can be really difficult when you've experienced your own mental health difficulties you have your own stressors in your life, you have your own job and family situations, and maybe you've experienced depression or anxiety in the past. Now you have your child coming to you with these big emotions and big feelings. And maybe, you know, there's a possibility you haven't fully resolved your own things that you've dealt with, or maybe you didn't handle them in a way that you wished you would have. And now your child is coming to you with these big, heavy things. And 
looking to you for guidance and support. And it can be really scary, intimidating. It can make you feel uncomfortable, not sure how to talk about it in the past. Uh, you know, this isn't something that's often been discussed openly. And so now all of a sudden your child's coming to you wanting to talk about it. You've dealt with your own issues and you don't know how to talk about it. Um, you don't know how to help them or support them. Maybe seeking counseling was difficult for you or not possible for you because of your life circumstances. And now you're expected to support your child in this area that is not an area that you feel ready to help them with. Um, just please know that, you know, we're here understanding that that happens and the school system wants to support your family. And even if that means you need counseling resources for both your child and yourself, we're here ready and prepared to, to kind of walk with you and figuring that out. That's right. Well, again, thank you to everybody who's been here, and, and I will piggyback on that and the fact that we, um, as a school division, are here for you as parents or guardians or whoever may be listening to this podcast. And if uh, you do have a concern or a question for your child's administrator, I would encourage you to contact the principal at their school, and they can work through social workers or the other the school counselors, um, anybody to help you or your child um, navigate any of these times. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. If you would like to learn more about the information discussed on this podcast, visit us at www.rcps.net. If you have questions related to your own child, please contact their school directly. The information shared on this podcast does not substitute for advice directly related to your child. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to share.